Shalom of Rach, welcome everyone. Be'ez Hashem, continue. Simen Kufnu and Gimel, Siv Zayin, Siv Kadn Chav Teshin, number 348. Once again, Simen Kufnu and Gimel, Siv Zayin, Siv Kadn Chav Teshin. It's a large Sif over here, so what we're going to do is begin from the beginning of the Sif, and then pick off from the Mishnah Ruh where we left off. <coughs> and we discuss as follows. We're talking here about selling a shul, if there's a need to sell a shul. Why would there be a need to sell a shul? Let's say the community changed. Let's say uh, the building is in a state of disrepair and different reasons why they have to sell a shul or they want to sell a shul. Or let's say uh, the, in a positive sense, the community is growing so much that they need a bigger building. So he says, This that a shul is sold, We had mentioned that if you have a what's called a small village shul, that is really was built with the mindset of the people who live in that small town. And even if the funds that were collected to build the shul came from other people from out of the town, nonetheless, they are permitted to sell it and they don't need to get permission from the people who helped build the shul. Because the sh- purpose is, the, the understanding is that this shul was made for this small community and that's it. Obviously, anyone and everyone is are, are welcome to come, but practically speaking, it, it's not it's not a place of people passing by a lot. Now, he says further, once they sell that shul, the caduceus status of that shul stays and remains, and it can only either be used for the same shul level or can only be used for a a, um, a higher level of Kedusha. It cannot go down because the same Kedusha status remains. Now, there's a, another another level, another uh, mindset aspect, which is that if the leaders of the city will, will sell if the leaders of the city will sell the will the shul with permission from the community, they can do whatever they want with the money. Obviously, it has to be for communal things. It's not like they could, you know, go play golf, right? <laughs> right? They have to use it for communal purposes, but it doesn't have to have kedusha status. And the reason for that is because the shul has given, the community has given these leaders the ability that we'll call the executive board of the community, the ability to make the proper decisions for the community. Okay. That was Sif Katin. That was the beginning of the Sif. Now we turn to the next part of this halacha. Vodin, so too, imachru shiva tuve hi'ir shaloi b'maymet anshe hi'ir. Now, if you have imachru shiva tuve hi'ir, if the seven leaders of the city will take charge, even without the current community members giving permission for something, they can still do what they want. Why? Because they are granted this permission in the first place. Says the Mishnah Brura, Cause of a rash. Now we're going to discuss what does this mean, these seven leaders, the seven leaders of the community. How do you get that position? How do you run for that job? And the answer is you don't. Brings in the Rashba, who brings in the Rashdam, the Rashdam brings in the Rashba actually. Shiva Tuvaya'ir, 
turn the page. It's not seven people of the community who are chosen with chachma, with wisdom, or with wealth, or with honor. Rather, these are seven people that the community said, we need you to help run the community. That's, we, that's who they are. Seven people, Shiva Anashim, Hamuvharim, Bechachma, Beisha, Bechavit, are not the ones who are in charge here, but it's the people who are chosen by the community. And they are an apotropist. They are guardians to watch over the community, to see whatever they need. Because of Aisham, they bring further from the Jews over there. If they accept this responsibility upon themselves to take care of the community, why specifically seven? What What is this seven business going on here? They answered, Let's say the people accept upon themselves to do something specific. For our, in our example, they chose it for to be sold. They cho- They decided they're going to sell the shoe. Even one of these people have the ability to make a decision. And what he decides is going to be accepted upon. So you say, well, who gives him all that authority? Well, they did. They gave him that permission. They trust in him that he's doing what needs to be done. And you have, I'm not going to say this concept doesn't really exist too much in communities today, but what you do have, you have asconim, you have people who are involved, they roll up their sleeves, and you know they take time off from their busy schedule, or whatever the daily schedule looks like, and they make sure that they help out as much as possible in communion of fears. And, and usually, the, 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 the tzaddikim of these, of these people, of the towns, they do it behind the scenes. I'm holding myself back from saying names. I'm telling them to tell you like this. I'm, because they wouldn't appreciate me saying names. It's on the recording. They don't need they want to do the job, the Shem Shemayim, and just do the mitzvah. D- done. That's it. But the reason why these people have the permission to make the decisions is because they were given the right from the community. So it's not like, oh, who gives them the right? No, the community gave them the right. Chamash also also, and whatever they do is accepted upon. When when you have seven, then you have the seven people are granted this permission. Even though that specific topic was not discussed, do they have permission to do that specific topic? Well, it wasn't brought up to the community. You, oh, lo and behold, one day, before you know it, a lane was taken away from the street, and just like we had down here in Montgomery over there, and no, they never asked me about it, right? I would have told them, don't do that. Put put the two speed bumps over there and, and the stop sign. But but don't create more traffic now. <laughs> they didn't ask me, okay? So if you have the Shivi Tuvia ear, they could do what they want because they were really granted permission. But if it's less than seven, they cannot decide to make decisions 
unless they bring that topic to the community. So they have a community board, a community meeting. We want to do this, we want to do that, whatever they want to do, okay, whatever they want to do. So then they're going to make that decision at that board meeting, at the community meeting. That's when they have less than seven. But when they have seven, they don't need to have a meeting. Avol. Emeskimu shiva tuvayair. If you have the seven leaders of the city, the Shiva Tuviha with that selling, that, that business deal that they want to do, and is with acceptance of the people as well, of the city. At this point in time, there's a there's a major difference until what we said until now. They're permitted to use that money for whatever they want. It doesn't only have to be for Kedusha status, which is it's a major difference. If you sell a shul, and we're saying you have to use the same money for another shul, so because of the Kedusha status, that's a major difference as opposed to they need their money for a different communal necessity. But now you have the seven leaders, and there's an agreement with the community as well, they can use that money for something else. Says the Mishmurah, even for something which is mundane. Okay? Even for, it's a communal concept, well, purpose. We're going to see, actually, they're, they're, yes, it's a very important question, that that once they sell it, I think someone asked this question, maybe like you asked it last week, I don't know, someone asked it also. Once you sell it, then the Kedusha status goes off. Okay, so we'll, we'll uh, in other words, the, the, the muck in the place, let's say you sell it to a library, right? So now the library is not Kaddush anymore. Your, your shul, your, your congregation grew so much, so you need, a, you need a bigger building, right? It's nothing negative, not bad, it's a positive thing. And, and you need the money, so you sell that building, the first building, and now that first building does not retain its Kedusha status. Once you sold it, it's, it's gone. But... The money. What are you doing with that money now? So now we're saying the money can be used for even something which is mundane. It says further over here, he says, Also, like we said earlier, if the people of the city appoint even this one person, and, and, and once again, he's appointed. He's an appointed person. Now, Obviously, they're going to appoint somebody who is fit for the job, who has who has the credentials and has the 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 reputation is preceding him. That's why they appointed him, but he's not running for it. So Masha also also that one person, since he was appointed for that position, what he does and says is accepted upon. Sifkat Lamed Aleph says the Mishnah Salamir Boyfin said Dina That one person has the status. Of like the seven leaders of of the city. Because, and he is permitted to use the money even for something mundane because they gave him their permission for this. But if they gave him just permission, listen, you're in charge. You, you're you're a good real estate person. You're in charge of the shul. Go sell the building. But they didn't they didn't give him all that power in the first place, then the money stays in the status of Kedusha. It's still a Kedusha money once he sells the building. 
Not that the building is Kedusha. The money is Kaddish. The money is holy. The building is something else, and then the money has to be used for the next shul. Yes. The Ramah says further, If the seven leaders of the community, if they sell the shul, a public transaction, not like, you know, someone came to recently and he said to me, you know, I just want to tell you that uh, we have a new building for the yeshiva, and it's public knowledge, it's not it's not a secret, so you don't want you to talk about it. <laughs> he gave me the whole, like, introduction about it. So here also, if the seven leaders made this transaction, the Pearson, in public, it's now considered to be called with the acceptance of the people of the city, and they don't need to say, we agree or don't agree. Because the mere fact that they did it in front of everyone and and no one protested, it's a strong word to use, <laughs> no one protested, no one disagreed with what's going on. So by mere fact of that, it shows they they agreed. Says the Mishnah Rura. <laughs> right, we don't do that. Imagine everybody yeah. disagreeing. Yeah. <laughs> he says, <laughs> Because any time the seven leaders sell or do a transaction in public, and not in private, and the people did not protest, it, it, it means very clearly that's an acceptance of the people of the city. The Tevas Oilav, he says the words of, of the Ramah, that says, or not, should be really be uh, uh, not focused on, should be removed. It's just a text, something to say yes or no. That's why it says it like that over there. It's okay. It's a legal doctrine that says silence is a cent. Silence is a? Is a cent. It's a cent. Agreed. Oh, I, 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 silence. Silence is agreed. It's agreement. Consent. That if you say nothing, the presumption is you've agreed to the decision. Right. I mean, in, in, in the deal in the Gemara as well. We say, when you're silent, you keep quiet. It's, it's, it's like you agree to the situation. So you see that concept over here as well. With the public selling of the of the shul, continues the mechaber on top of the page. Avoshal karachim sheboim shom imekoyma is achirim afilu banu oisoy mishalahem ainay nimkar eleimkein talu oisoy bedasa yachid. Now, everything we discussed until now, as we said, that's what's called the kfar, the shul of the village. Where it's not for the Gans of Vel, not for everybody. <clears throat> but not, when I, when, let me be clear when I say it's not for everybody. I mean, obviously, every single year could come down in there. But people don't because it's it's out over there. It's for a little town. But if it's a city for a shul for a krach, and the the way I explained it in a different year was, let's say you have a port city, and in those days, and this day is not so much a good example, but in the old days when they came off the boat. And they did their business over there, and then they need a daven. So the shul is not too, not too far away. So that shul was was a shul for everyone, and whether you come from that town or this town, whatever it is. So that's what we're discussing. The avol shel krachim shaboy mimekoyim sechem. They come from different places. Even if they build the shul and they use their own money to build the shul, ain't an imkar. You can't sell it. Why? You, that right now, the understanding is because you have somebody in Hong Kong, a year, a year in Hong Kong over there, who's going to come back and say, wait a minute, you sold my shul. That, that's my shul also. 
And he'll say, wait a minute, did you give the money for the shul? And he'll say, no, I didn't. Well, why is it your shul? Because it's his shul also. Halachali is also called his shul. And until you have everyone's agreement to sell that shul, which you can't, you can't have everyone's agreement because everyone's everywhere. Right? So then you can't sell the shul. Unless there was that one individual was given that permission to be in charge. Then that one individual can do what he feels is best for the community. Yeah, and they, once again, they appointed him for that position. But, but the community appointed him or everybody who had ever been to the shul? Well, it, it, well let, let's see. Let's see what he says here. Let's see. We'll get to that if he covers that. Siv Katin Lamid Gimel. Even if they use their own money to build the shul, so then one might say, then why should some foreigner have the the right to say whether we should sell it or not? He says they came to me. So the Mishra says something very interesting. Since the me alma also, since they came, and the 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 people were davening that they came from all over. The mindset of those who built the shul and those who were running the shul was that they're mekadeshit for you as well, for you the the person who doesn't live there. Therefore, those who dwell there, those who live there, do not have permission to sell it. Maybe there's someone at the other end of the world who's accustomed to going there. And the example I gave is, I have a, a, a relative who travels on business, and he told me that that uh, we said we gave the example last week on uh, with Cincinnati oh, yeah. on Friday, mm-hmm. and he goes to Cincinnati on a regular basis. He lives in New Jersey. And uh, over the course of years, he's become friendly with the Rav, and he, he tells him such a beautiful community is over there. So it's the same concept they're saying here. You can have somebody from outside of the other end of the world, and that's his shul also, even though he's not paying his dues. He's paying his dues to his shul where he lives. It's still considered to be his shul. And since you, you can't get his permission because you don't know where he is or what the story is, you can't sell it. According to him, it was sanctified. And he doesn't want to sell it. He doesn't agree to the selling. And therefore, even now, in this case, if you have seven leaders of the community and you have the agreement of the community also, it's not a sale. It's not a sale. Hmm. We'll take questions. I just want to finish this. He is not forced. This person in, in Hong Kong is not forced to be sustaining it. And let's say they want to say, you know what, we're going to sell it. And we're going to elevate the status of what the money was for. In other words, originally the money was, was, a, was, a, was a shul. And then we go go higher in Kedusha. We're going to buy a Sefer Torah. So you're going up in Kedusha. So he says, even in that case, they don't have permission to do so. Because maybe, because once again, maybe you have other people who are not going to be agreement to this. Period. Says the Mishnah, "Avalim beirulon do leibanu 
Everything we said until now was only if you have a shul that the understanding is that this shul services also people from, from anywhere and everywhere. Right? Some communities are like that, some don't. Right? Sometimes, even in this town, it's the little town over here, I find people, you know, people come from England here. I've met people from England, what the real estate. Okay. So, but if you, that's, that's Bistam, but if you build a shul, and the mindset of the initial approach of building the shul is just for the people of the shul. Once again, we're not excluding anyone, but we're just thinking, yeah, we're making our small little shul, small little town. They made a Tanai condition when they built it. Or at the time of the building, it was a small village. And then the town grew and grew and grew. So, right? You have a small town. Look at this town. It's growing also. Mm-hmm. You have a small town, and it's now all of a sudden it's growing, growing. But when they built it originally, they just built it with the mindset of their small community. Also, others from outside did not help support it, did not help build it. That shul has a lot of status of that of a small village. And then we don't have to be concerned that there's somebody in Hong Kong, another year over there, they're going to say, hey, I don't want you to sell that shul. And he's going to be Moichi, he's going to protest. But rather, they are permitted to sell the shul with everything we just explained earlier. Almost finished with this point, we'll take a question. Even the shul of a krach, a shul of a large community, that at one point in time was frequented by a lot of people. If they don't daven there anymore, you're allowed to sell it. And at that point, he brings over here in the Dirish number 29, I'd rather, I'm sorry, right, 32, this is uh, from, uh, he says like this, what does it mean, what does it mean they don't daven there anymore? It says the Sharetzim later on, Sifkon Samachalev, we're talking about a case where it's not possible to daven there anymore. But the actual bricks, and sometimes you take apart a building, and you know, if you don't just demolish it, you could take pieces out and you reuse it. Steel, right? So that should be, if it's possible, replanted and rebuilt in a new shul. We say like this, Afilu Banu Mishalahem. Even if they built it with their own money, it cannot be sold. It's only if they will sell it afterwards and there won't be a shul. But when they sell afterwards, also they'll have a shul. Other people daven there is mutter. Because what do we care if it's the new congregants or the old congregants will be davening there. You could sell the shul to another group of people. Why not? Right? These things happen. It's, it's not uncommon. You have a, 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 a smaller minion that turns into a community and and then uh, they're buying the, a different shul. Right? These things happen. Okay. The truth is it's probably best probably best for us to finish one more Sif Cotton Lamed Hay as well where he says Ela Imkain 
unless they give permission to the individual, like we said earlier, this one person, then that Yachid can do what he wants with with the Tzibur agreeing to it. With the Tzibur agreeing to it. Says the Mishra Sifkat Namid, Hey, Hainu, Shetolu Be'es Abinyan. As a base Haknesses al Daitoy. That at the time of the building process, they gave this Yid the permissibility, the permission to be in charge. And therefore, afterwards, his status is like the Shiva Tuvia'ir, like the seven leaders. It's only if they build it with their own money. But if other people pledged money for the shul, that one person does not have the authority to do whatever he wants. Because maybe there's someone across the world who is not in agreement with the decision that they are making.